Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. And tonight, this is Gaming on the Frontier with a little bit of fun and excitement. As opposed to every other time we do this, right? Oh, yes. Every other time we're morose and boring. <laughs> like Jokey Smurf we used to say, it's a surprise! Tonight we're going to talk about tricksters. Trickster gods, trickster entities, spirits, all sorts of wonderful little entities that you could put in your game to just drive your players insane. Yeah, let me say right up front, I hate trickster gods. And anybody who says, I worship Raven, I just want to kill their characters, whether I'm a player or a GM. Because <laughs> they are nothing but trouble. Usually, yeah, yeah. And I know I'm the guy who always says conflict is good, right? Yeah. This is where I draw the line. <laughs> no. We found Bruce's limit. We yes. found his trigger. It really is. I, you know, <laughs> As a player, I have been screwed over by, by trickster gods so many times. All right. So, um, well, Jonathan, do you have a definition of a trickster god? Well, I was going to let you give the definition since you, <laughs> you have such hatred for them. I figured you must know exactly what you do not like. Problem is, well, I sense a bias here. This well, is true. Okay, there, there's what is it, what is in the literature, you know, and the legends, and uh, and then there's also what is actually in a game. Okay, mm. so when we talk about uh, uh, officially, if you talk to the people who actually, you know, get degrees in this sort of thing, okay, they actually have a definition uh, for um, a a, um, a a trickster. Okay. A trickster god is a being that comes from a godly lineage, possesses or wields magic, and acts for power or personal gain during times when they are not needed. In other words, they're they're basically intrusive. Okay? They just show up whenever they want to. Yeah. Usually they're screwing up something else that's going on. Okay. An alternative definition is... Um, each god is of royal blood and authority, has an intricate role amongst other gods based on social status given to them by others, and must face punishment when defying those that are above them through power and authority, and are, uh, and are magicians through the possession of innate magical abilities or magic items. So the way the trickster gods are usually identified is, how, is where, where they screw up and then they're made to atone for their screw up, and the hijinks ensue during that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I mean, when we talk about legends and things like that, that's historically what's going on, you know. And um, so, back to, back to you. Okay. So, well, like, so if to help solidify that, let's think of like some classic examples. Uh, everyone knows of Loki, thanks to the MCU. Right. Everyone knows of Loki. Uh, the other ones that come to mind is uh, Coyote from the Native American myths. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Hermes in Greek myth was typically a trickster god. Right. Although he didn't get in as much trouble as... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, usually I saw Hermes as just the god's messenger in that right. pantheon. Right. He but, had a uh, lot of jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really Apparently. Did. Yeah, Eris is, is the one that's usually pointed at because she's the goddess of discord and strife. Okay. But the one that, that a lot of people who are not, you know, from the European, you know, background is, uh, uh, identify with is Monkey, the Monkey King. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the exact name, Sung Wukong or something like that. I don't know. I just always, refer, I always, yeah, it's, it's always, yeah, yeah. And and Jackie Chan playing. <laughs> I, well, no, Jet Li played him in the Forbidden Kingdom. Right, but yeah. Oh, Jackie Chan also did. Okay, that I didn't yeah, know. Probably. Wow. Yeah. If you want to stick with Asia, you've got the um, Kitsune, which not so much a god in of itself. Usually, is just a sort of an entity. And then over in Africa, you have uh, Anasi, which is the African spider god of mischief. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there, there's actually, uh, I gave you guys a link, uh, there's actually almost a hundred different gods or characters from myth that are considered tricksters. So it's really a very common you know, char- uh, characteristic, which is why if you take that definition I gave you, you start seeing how they fall in the line with those kinds of things. It doesn't have to be just one. You can have multiple tricksters at different levels. Yeah, and I mean, and, and if you want to dig out a little bit, um, again, since we're, we're talking about tabletop role-playing, a, a famous uh, trickster god that is probably out on pop culture is uh, the Traveler from uh, Critical Role. Or as well, I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, the traveler from say, season I have no two. Idea. Yeah, from their second campaign, there's one their one of their clerics worships the traveler, and yep, yeah, pretty much a trickster god. All right. Well, if if you're if you're going to go for who else could be a trickster god, okay, I'm going to make a really big uh, play for the doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, no, people don't see him that way, but yeah, he he hits all the things. Because he's basically a disowned time lord, so therefore he's royalty. Yeah. You know, he has magic, you know, the sonic screwdriver, the TARDIS. And, of course, he always seems to be having people show up and start demanding that he do things for, you know, to atone for whatever crimes that he has occurred. It's more in the past, uh, you know, the previous, you know, things than more recently. But it's still, you know, very much like that. Yeah. yeah okay, and, of course, yeah. he loves to pull tricks on people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually not terribly mean-spirited, but that, nothing says a trickster god has to be well, a mean-spirited. Well, unless, you know, it's the bad guy, whatever pro- antagonist there is, then, you know, he'll screw him over. Yeah, the good thing is the silence during the moon landing during Matt Smith's era. Yeah, that. Yeah, he pulled that out and just totally screwed the silence over and they just had that look like you're going to die now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i know okay trickster entity yeah the doctor yeah okay no that fits you're right oh dear god that's i just now saw that after god knows how long of watching that show yeah i'd have to do some digging but i have no doubt that somewhere in some cyberpunk setting there is a trickster ai that you could have as an antagonist oh yeah so yeah they don't necessarily always have to be Gods, but they should be powerful. 
and able to manipulate events. And being able to manipulate reality helps. So how would you normally find yourself dealing with one then? If you're, you know, if you've, you've, you're, you're going, you're dealing with your everyday normal adventure and how would you suddenly find yourself embroiled in the uh, machinations of a trickster? From what I usually see just across the board, pop culture, mythology, what have you, these trickster entities want to do like their 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 best alignment, if you go by the standard nine alignment D and D chart, would be chaotic neutral. Where they're it, you know, it's like my coffee cup says, I like to keep my op all my options on the table or like um I think it was a meme that featured Dorothy from Golden Girls. I either want to have ice cream or kill somebody, I'll decide on my way to the car. You know, they're they they do stuff for S and G. And you y'all know what S and G is. It, Poops and chuckles. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was trying to find a, a more simplistic way of saying it. Yeah. Highbrow high term? Well, you know, <laughs> diplomatic and yet get the point across, yeah. But no, usually they're out just to, I guess when they see things are too orderly, they'll just, you know what, this person needs a little bit of chaos in their life. Let's go here and mess with them, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes them seem like they're lawful, like they're intentionally screwing with people. That That's not lawful because they're looking to upset order and law and throw monkey wrenches into whatever. Yeah, but it sounds like they're on. compelled to do it. So it well, they do like it on their own. No, they do it on their own whim. It's like, you know what? I woke up. Let's go mess with this person's life. Why S and G? Yeah. It, yeah, because going, going back to like the example of Hermes, he was... In addition to being messenger of gods, he was also one of the entities that would escort you to, you know, your final rest. He was one of the psychopomps in the Greek mythos. So I don't, you don't see him messing with the order of life and death too often. Right. Her, because her. then you'd get, you would get um, Hades involved or yeah. whatever, you know, the people that were involved with the circle of life and death. And if Hervey starts doing things out of order... You know, Hades would be like Graham Chapman as the Bobby and <laughs> Monty Python. Stop that. Stop that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, you know, Hermes' uh, uh, greatest attribute was his ability to go anywhere. So there were lots of places that were forbidden. Even, you know, even gods, other gods couldn't get there for re for reasons. It could be that they, they're... They're trying to keep other gods from getting there or whatever. Uh, and certainly man couldn't, there were places where man could not go because they just didn't have the physical capability of doing so, which is why, you know, Hermes was the person who could go to those places. So in the story of Medusa, Medusa is on, and her two sisters are on an island surrounded by water and uh, they're being protected there by Poseidon. Okay, being kept from anybody going there. But uh, Hermes is tasked with carrying Perseus to the island to kill Medusa so he could bring her head back. And so without Hermes, Perseus wouldn't have been able to succeed. So, yeah, he has that ability to do that. So he's, you know, in a sense, he's, he's, he's the, truly the most capricious because he literally has no boundaries in that sense. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't screw anything up on that trip, by the way. <laughs> no, he very much stayed in line. Yeah. Although I, I have imagined just from what I've gathered, he probably did, you know, tease Perseus a few times. Well, he was he was doing this um, on the behest 
of um, uh, of Athena. Right. Oh yeah, and yeah. you don't mess with Athena because you don't mess with Athena. She. Oh she no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a very uh, it's a very sordid tale. Unfortunately, the whole uh, Poseidon, Athena, uh, Medusa, you know, situation. And I'll let you guys actually read up on that. Oh, I've, yeah. I've I've read a number of different things, and I actually sat down and pieced it together what I consider to be a coherent story and published it. Uh, in um, oh, um, uh, screams, I believe it was screams in the night. I think it was, uh, and uh, uh, from Outpost Games for the Bureau Thirteen game, so that I could introduce Medusa as a character into the game. Um, oh. so uh, so I had to basically explain her the entire background and the story and everything else. So it's it's a uh, it's a I, I I thought it was a pretty good retelling of the story, but I had to read like six different mythology books to get all the pieces because there was you know they never seemed to include everything that the other books included. No, because so, there was you, like seven six or seven different authors all spaced out through time. Exactly. Recovered. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and they wouldn't always include all the all the different parts. And so yeah, some of them Medusa is some of them Medusa's a willing participant, sometimes she's not. So yeah. It's well, like all of them would have pieces of the puzzle but not the whole thing. And also, Bruce, I'm pretty sure in your research for that, you had to okay, there's just stuff here that just contradict each other. I need to pick what fits my mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah. So it's been so long. You're probably—I uh, don't remember exactly, but you're probably right. But mostly, I was noting that there were pieces that were missing. You know, for example, that they—you know—the the, where the, the the trigger for the whole thing happening, you know, was Poseidon and Medusa uh, having sex in this forgotten temple, which turned out to be a temple to Athena, the chaste goddess. Yeah. 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 And and Athena is is you know the niece of Poseidon, so you know and, and as usual you know I mean uh, uh, gods basically they get all bad at each other and they take it out on the people that aren't gods. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can't kill my brother who's a god, but I can mess up this mortal. Yeah, and and they and they they did mess her up uh, because uh, she uh, uh, she essentially. Um, uh, was the o- uh, of her uh, her two sisters and and her, uh, she was the only one who could be killed. All three of them were essentially immortal in that sense, but she was the only one you know that could be could actually be killed. The rest of them couldn't be killed. So, anyways, uh, and of course it took the sword of Perseus, which is actually the sword of Zeus. <laughs> so, or the sword of Athena. I mean, actually, it was Athena's shield, Zeus's sword, Hermes, you know, little boots, you know. And uh, it just it was it was an awful lot of, of fetch quests going on to go and 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 mess with this poor this poor woman who was just living peacefully on this island. With See, her here's the thing: I always thought that Medusa was a woman who just was. She was immortal and thought, oh, I'm the most beautiful woman ever. And Aphrodite said, no, 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 no. Now you're ugly. You have snakes for hair. Live with it. That's what I always thought Medusa was, was somebody who thought she was better looking than Aphrodite. Well, uh, no, it wasn't Aphrodite. It was, it was, you know. It's but quite it, possible that version does exist out there. But I, I yeah, don't the most so. common is, is it's Athena and, and Poseidon. Yeah. Okay. And Poseidon definitely thought she was the most beautiful woman because he, he, he tried, you know, he wooed her. 
So all in all, it, it's it's like I said, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a sordid tale, and uh, <coughs> you're welcome to look it up. But okay, uh, you know, in the in the real in the real mythology, Perseus shows up, cuts the cuts her head off, takes it back, and then when because um, he's trying to get married to. Um, uh, this is Thessalonius. Um, trying to remember. Uh, anyways, uh, he, he, he was supposed to get the daughter of the king if he brought back Medusa's head, which of course was supposed to be an impossible task. You know, no one, no one knew that Perseus was actually one of those. Like, like Hercules was, like you know, touched by at, the gods. No, the son of a god. Yeah, demigod. Yeah. yeah, basically, mom was mortal. Dad was. Dad rode into town. Dad was a traveling man. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if it was uh, Zeus, it was yeah. Could, yeah. could have been a goose. Could have been a bull. Who knows what Zeus was could at the be time? Golden rain, you know, <laughs> yeah. Which which was in one of them. And, I, and anyway, yeah, the, the Minotaur. The point, yeah, leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> the, point, <laughs> the point is, is that um, so I'm just saying is it. So he goes and you know he's trying to make a name for himself like that. And so marrying the daughter of the king is a really good step up in 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 the Greco Roman world. Okay, so he says sure. And he gives him this impossible task. And you so know, he, when he comes back with Medusa's head, he's like, oh, crap, I got to actually follow through and no, be a man of he's, my word. He's going, no, he's going to kill Perseus. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he realized, oh, crap, he actually did it. He actually did it. You didn't and die so, on the suicide mission I sent you on, darn it. Right, exactly, right. So and what Perseus does then is he reaches in and he pulls the head out and it's still active as far as you know magic is concerned and stones the entire court mm, okay. so you know the, don't, you the know. king is dead long live the new king uh, yeah yeah kind of like that <laughs> yeah anyways so uh like i said it's uh, there's <laughs> no no when you started naming off all the stuff about it i mean those yes. of us who saw a clash of the titans and yeah i'm sorted, referring more sorted tale indeed yeah, okay. well, I was I was going to sit there. Ray, Ray Harryhausen over here needs to settle his, himself down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say either that or Harry Hamlin. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, back to trickster gods. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, as you can see, it's kind of you know that's why that definition is important because as you can tell, all gods have a tendency to mess with people. Yeah. Okay, and they're they're machinations against each other. Humans are just pawns. So you know, being able to say, "Well, that's a trickster god," and as compared to somebody not, sometimes it's hard to do. And it usually comes down to, as I said, where a god basically falls afoul of somebody in authority of his own godly lineage, and he has to make amends, or she has to make amends. So, you know, it's it's usually eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where. And, and so that brings us back to your initial question, which is, is how do you run across a trickster god or a character who's playing that role? OK, so I would say that they have their own agenda that oh, yeah. they're, you know, they're not just trying to mess with humans, you know, though certainly they could do that cruelly. Uh, but mostly they're trying to do something and they just see you as uh, a means to an end. You're, you're, some, you're, you're something they can use as a distraction, something they can use to, um, you know, to, as, as plausible deniability. Well, I mean, just somebody to, you know, to do some of the grunt work yeah. for them, you know, uh, you know, it's all as, as um, in the, in the movie, uh, I think it was prophecy. Um, 
the 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 uh, Gabriel, you know, basically, you know, they're they're saying, why, you know, why why don't you just go and do the things that you're complaining about? And he's and he turns around and he says, because some work is monkey work. <laughs> so you know, gods have a tendency to to dragoon humans and other beasts into their labors because they don't want they they think it's they think some of the parts are beneath them. And and guess what? You just happen to be there, so you get to be part of a great and noble quest. So basically, these trickster gods do what they do for the same reason why a dog licks themselves because they can. Just because you know what? I have this power. I you know I I want to do this. Because I want to do this because I don't want to do that. Sure, why not? Boom. Yeah. As I said, chaotic neutral. They do things they are on capricious. a whim. Yeah. 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 They are. No, there's no doubt of that. Yeah. There's some things they they want to do and some things they don't want to do. And if they don't want to do it, uh, get that mortal over there to do it. Right. So when you run into a trickster god, you know, like, sometimes it's just bad luck. You know. Yeah. They're just uh, wrong place at the right time. Right. Your collateral damage. You know, or just they, they, they're following their quest or they're showing off, you know, and there you are and you just become a pawn in whatever um, scene they've just created. OK, so that that's, you know, and then at that point, you know, of course, humans trying to bring meaning into their lives usually ascribe some nobler purpose <laughs> to <laughs> what just happened. You know, and they're saying, I've been chosen by the gods, therefore I must now, you know, whatever the thing they asked you to do, you know, bring, you know, uh, clear that castle. I must now kill everyone associated with that castle. You know, death to all goblins, you know, a little shout out to Goblin Slayer. Uh, <laughs> whatever, you know, I'm just saying is that you know, people will always misinterpret, you will usually misinterpret these sorts of things, unless, of course, you have a relatively good you know like i say like the doctor the doctor usually at some point says you know says hey hey slow your roll satan you know, step back you know we don't need to get that serious about this you know just you know it's okay it's okay to you know have a good life just we'll finish up here and you get back to whatever it was you were doing and you know because <laughs> sometimes humans are scary we, we we'll, we'll go and you know the guy we'll, we'll we'll like try to out chaotic chaos a god you know and they got power but sometimes we have better ideas i was just trying to pull a prank on my sister you didn't have to eliminate half the continent what right. the heck yes yes what why is she immortal and 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 only six inches tall and and inside that little box and called the uh, oracle of delphi now <laughs> mm, yeah because that happened <laughs> in mythology all right. Uh, okay. Secondly, okay, that you know, sometimes the god is a quest giver. Yeah. Okay. And you know, they really want you to do this quest. All right. And like I said, I think it's because it's a part that needs to be done for whatever it is that they need to do. Okay. But there's lots of parts sometimes that are necessary to complete a quest. And you know, I, I mean, I could, I could see where you know, like if Hercules had farmed out some of the uh, uh, amazing uh, tasks that he did. Oh, the Herculean labors, yes. Yeah, I mean, it could have happened that way. Instead, no, Hercules had to do all those things, and there's reasons for that. But I'm just saying is that sometimes a trickster, you know, will need stuff in order to do what they need to do. For example, um, and this is the one that it, in, in most of the legends they keep going back to, uh, the whole thing about getting 
I never pronounced it right. Forshammer. Mjolnir. 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 Yeah. Mjolnir. Okay. It happened because Loki thought it'd be fun to cut off Sylph, which is her, uh, which is Thor's wife, all of her hair. I guess while she was asleep. Thor gets real mad. So he comes over to kill Loki. Okay. Loki says, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll get you something even more amazing than your wife's golden locks. So Thor says, okay, you better do it. So he then has to go to the dwarves and get them to make some wondrous items, okay? And in order to do that, he has to somehow infiltrate. So he not only does he, he play the part of a servant of the expedition, he plays a female servant. So he can hmm. get into the household of the dwarves and then pitch his idea to them, okay? So he's he's you know he's 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 gender fluid, he's yeah you know he's he's dressing as a commoner, not as a god. See, this is a tricksters aren't are not you know they uh, they're they're usually not bound by a lot of these conventions that other gods always seem to have to follow. So yeah, and then when he goes and talks to them, they go and he says, "All right," he says, "We're um, we'll do that," but you know, but if uh, and he, he's. And he, uh, he says that uh, he basically goes and shows her the hair. And uh, he says, if you, uh, if, if you can't make, uh, I don't think you could make something as good as this. As a matter of fact, I'll give you three tries. And they said, well, what happens if we succeed? And he says, I'll give you my head. You can have my head, which, of course, would be like his death. All right. So they start making various great things and one of the things they tried to make uh is a is a hammer uh, uh, but there's this fly that keeps messing with them and biting them at very inopportune times and they actually make the hammer a little too short the hand that the, basically they shear off a, a part of the handle of, of the hammer milner and then when he then when loki shows up they're like well no sorry that's not that amazing it handles too short and so they, he ends up collecting all these items and leaving and taking it back and giving the hammer to Thor. Say, look at this amazing hammer. Look what it can do. All this stuff made by the dwarves. You know, I did that for you. So, you know, cut me some slack. Why you am know? I reminded of the line from the song, I'm No Angel by Greg Allman? I might steal your diamonds, but I'll bring you back some gold. Okay. Yeah, the old Greg yeah. Allman song. Yeah. But by the way, guess guess who the biting fly was? Probably, I would probably bet as as SLJ as Nick Fury said, real folding money, Loki. <laughs> it was Loki too. It was all yeah. Loki. His shape changing, his his ability yep. of illusions and stuff like that. So yeah, but he was willing to like put it put it on the line. You could have my head if you succeed. <laughs> you know, so they they make these grandiose, larger than life promises. So you can imagine the gods saying, "If you do this, then I will do. I will do this." And I will make like, you king oh, of the world. King of the world. I have the you know plus five. You know, um, you know, well, uh, avenging sword. I'll whatever you know. And then you know, but somehow you know when it gets done with it, you don't quite get what what you, you don't quite make it to what the promise was. So he says, "All right, well, you can have these nice things." Okay, because you try. You can have the con- yeah. consolation prize. Give, give you an A for effort, yeah. Right, but in the fact is, is that 
the, the trickster guy was probably screwing with you the whole way, keeping you from succeeding. Just enough to keep you from succeeding. So, yeah, they're... they're uh, <laughs> Getting what so, they want, but not getting you quite what you want. Right. So, you know, they, so in that particular story, of course, it's all, it's all about Loki and stuff, but there's a lot of steps along the way. Like, for example, they, you know, going to the dwarves, he had to be part of a caravan. Who's running the caravan, right? Could have been the party, right? Could have been the people, Uh, you know, who's uh, various steps along the way. You know, there, there, there are things where the humans can do stuff or the demi humans or whatever, you know, the player characters. So they, he basically is giving quests to them in order for him to complete his quest. So that's, that's the quest-giving aspect of it, okay? And, um, and then sometimes when the gods punish a trickster god, they want revenge. Yeah. And revenge likes company. <laughs> so you're getting dragooned into a trickster god's revenge against another god or group or whatever— you really have no reason to have a, a problem with that. But of course, you know, something may happen, you know, a castle may burn down, whatever may happen. And suddenly you've got a mat on and you throw in your, your, throw in your knives and, you know, and my axe, you know, yeah. To, yeah. you know, for, uh, for this fellowship quest, you know, which it, it, when it's all over and done with, you know, the God's looking at you and saying, for you, it was the most important day of your life for me. It was Tuesday. <laughs> Who are you people? I was just having a spat with my brother. What are you? What are you? Yeah, how'd you, why'd you guys get involved? Says, why are these people here? Yeah. So, yeah. So you you see a lot of misdirection and things like that. So as a GM, it's really a hard job to go and and build up these kinds of things. Okay, you know because you really have to do a lot of misdirection. You got to have a lot a lot of red herrings false flags, and everything else. And the players are probably going to be pre- hella confused <laughs> as you mm-hmm. know, as to where they're supposed to go. And, and you have a lot of talking frogs that'll, that'll they'll give them directions, you know. A lot of NPCs who swore they, you, they didn't talk to you yesterday when you know you talked to them yesterday. Or they're talking to you today when they were giving you this cold shoulder because now you need information from yeah. them in order to stay on the straight and narrow. Right. So in, in the original uh, Keep on the Borderlands, uh, uh, there's a map. And it says in the text, if you go too far off the map, a friendly uh, owl will go and call out to them and say, go the other way, go the other way. It literally says to do that <laughs> in the text. So, <laughs> so yes, Gary Gygax was, was the king of the plot hammer from the very beginning. Don't listen ah. to an, what anybody <laughs> said. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, so there's going to be that. You know, there's going to be people keep pointing you back in the direction that you're supposed to be going, and and behind it all, the 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 puppet master, the pulling the strings, is the trickster god. Yeah. Pay okay. no attention to the man behind the curtain. Well, because yeah. of of all the gods within a, any pantheon, if if the pantheon is one of those distance, you know, we don't get involved with the mortals. The trickster is the one that's going to get involved with the mortals. Right. We're- which gives more credence to the doctor being a trickster entity. The Time Lords swore non-interference, and here comes this one rebel Time Lord. You know, no, no, I am going to push the button. You all don't want to push the button. I'm going to push the button. I pushed the button. Yep, yep, yep. All right. 
Uh, here's another example you can uh, you can chew on as as a uh, entity in modern media. Uh, the mastermind of leverage, the show Leverage. Yeah, the guy that makes all the plans. That guy. I so mean, it, Timothy Hutton's character. Yes, I mean I don't know about you, but I'm always amazed at the complexity and how well they pull these things off. Okay. Well, well, so, the thing is, it's a con. It's a group of con men out conning other con men. So yeah, the the one has to be the best of them, and he's yeah. Okay. He's essentially a trickster guy. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you know, and and you know, but by, by the same token, the Mission Impossible, Peter Graves, you know, whoever cooks up the plan. In the in the Mission Impossible episodes, and now I got the theme going on in my head. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, You're welcome. I was welcome. thinking of Hannibal yeah. from A Team now. So, oh yeah, well, right? yeah, I love it yeah, when a plan yeah. comes together. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, so you know that's as I'm saying, the trickster god is the is is the um, uh, you know is the quest giver. You know, and they they accept the quest and they pass it out around. You know, and uh, and of course it's always helpful when you have people with amazing abilities. You know, uh, in in your group. Okay, so oh dear God, here's another one, and it might be a god because we were talking about Jonathan. You mentioned AIs, the machine from Person of Interest. Okay. Oh oh it, oh no! You want to see somebody who's a quest giver? Where because of how Finch put the back door in it's a social security number but it's made due to the letters of the uh, dewey decimal system because finch had a thing for libraries so yeah here's this social security number and this person's either going to be a perpetrator or a victim of a violent crime and then he sent reese and later shaw and carter and fusco on these missions finch was the intermediary oh and root forgot about root but yeah, no, the machine from Person of Interest would be considered a trickster entity. I would agree so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Certainly had, you know, I mean, and there was. Uh, See, yeah, folks, know. I love it when Bruce checks my math and and, and it's like, yes. Yeah. And of <laughs> course, there, right. there, and there were two of them, too. There was the Patriot, right? And also the other one, the one the that was. Samaritan. Yeah. Samaritan. Samaritan. Yes. Right? So, which, you know, and, and then and they basically end up like fighting each other and. Question. There was a dance and they had a bunch of human pawns. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Oh, that makes me uh, another example. We can, we can just go with examples all night long with this. But uh, have you guys seen uh, the 4400? I saw yes. the first couple episodes of that. Yeah. I, I saw yeah. like the first season, but I never saw beyond that. All right. I'll give a little bit of a spoiler for it. The main in- entities that were, you know, had pulled people from time and brought them back with power with powers were two alternate timelines battling each other. Oh, wow. Okay. Two alternate futures trying to make sure their future came to pass. Ah, okay. And so their plan was to kidnap humans through from the past, give them superpowers and put them all back at the same time and let them fight. All right. (laughs) And I think the elder gods sorted out. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things is like, they have no qualms about order. And the way things should be. They, they make up their own order. Oh, wait a minute. We're talking other pop culture references and trickster entities. And I'm trying to think, okay, my favorite shows. One of them, as you all know, is Farscape. Scorpius would might be in there because he was always the one manipulating events and stuff where people had to do what he wanted. He was sitting there manipulating Crichton. He was manipulating, um, oh God, the, the Scarin leader. I'm blanking on his name. Okay, it's been, yeah, 
um, War Minister Akna's husband. Um, yeah, but Scorpius is there playing the Peacekeepers, the Kuromoya, the Scarens. Yeah, he would be considered a trickster entity. Because, yeah, he had a plan, but he just manipulated other people like chess pieces and was usually about seven or eight moves ahead of everybody. And it was the unpredictability of John Crichton that was the one that often screwed Scorpius over. So, yeah, okay, Scorpius would probably be considered a trickster entity. I just came up with another example. Yes. Uh, from the land of anime, um, Ryuk from Death Note. Who's that? That's the death god that dropped the death note on Earth. Okay, is that the weird yeah. critter that... the re- okay. weird critter that follows the, the main character around. And he doesn't really do much on his own, but he's always there. He's always laughing at the events. He doesn't really help the main character. He's just there. He intentionally dropped this this notebook that will kill people just to see what would happen. When you write boring. their name in it, yeah, yeah. He just wanted to see what would happen. You write Again, their name S&G. in it and how they die. Well, you can write how they die. If you don't, they just die of a heart attack in 30 seconds. Right. So if anything, all that Riot does is force creativity. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody can just drop dead of a heart attack. No, I want you to get creative with it. Yeah. Oh, and he does. If you. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Anime, he gets creative. No, I, I was going to say, okay, Pulaski and animes, yeah, you, you got the wrong Pulaski. You're going to have to go one generation forward on that one, yeah. Yeah, Wait, I know. Let me Let me call my kid, yeah. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> Folks, I think if you sit there and find... Any version of some fandom, you're going to find someone who might qualify as a trickster entity. I was going to suggest the King of Hell from Supernatural. Oh, because oh Mark Shepard uh, plays Mark Shepard's character. Oh, yeah. oh, Crowley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, but, you know, I'm sitting here, as I'm sitting here doing this, this episode with you guys, I said, no, it's not Crowley. I mean, he tries. Okay, it's God. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. As the writer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all. I mean, he literally the the last season of the show is him saying, "You gotta give me, you know, yeah, okay, so you know who I am and you know what I've been doing, okay, but you gotta let me write the ending of this story, okay, because it'll be awesome if you do." <laughs> and they're all like. <laughs> Yeah, we don't like you anymore. We, we don't we like don't, you and your stories. You don't, don't like your you stories. Ain't fun. We ain't playing with you no more. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, so much is that you know, and 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 uh, you know, and as a matter of fact, is that when God's sister, you know, watch the show if you want to understand that, mm-hmm. shows up, she basically's like, "You're terrible. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What, you know? Who writes this crap?" Oh, and, yeah. And, and and you know she's literally going to take him away, you know, to so they can have some you know some family time together and maybe work out some some issues between themselves and maybe you know get get him a little bit more you know gentler with his creation you know, and then of course as she does, Lucifer's like, oh great, Dad just abandoning me again. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Leave me behind with all the mortals. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, Dad. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you, he says, I knew you didn't love me. <laughs> the show is hilarious in, in a really just dysfunctional way. Mm. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's there's that, you know, the, the there's there, there are some tr- there are literally some trickster gods in that show. 
you know, that are gods. They're actually angels, but so forth. You know, but uh, really, the one who pulls the strings like crazy, you know, as it turns out, is in fact, you know, the god himself. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a very dysfunctional <laughs> pulling off one big long con. It really is, you know, and it's all because God's trying to write a good story, okay? And so, therefore, you know, conflict is good, guys. <laughs> and <laughs> and endless conflict is amazing. And he and he messes with people and and all these things, you know. So, uh, and uh, it does finally answer some questions like why, you know, why are why are they so lucky? Why why do these things work? Like they walk in, they they say, "Hi, I'm uh, you know I, I'm um, the two lead singers from the Who." You know, and, you know, as FBI agents, everyone just nods their heads, says, "Oh, okay, well, come on board." <laughs> and they you know their their credit cards you know never they never pay their credit cards. They always work. You know, they their their phones never run out of power or get disabled or anything like that. And you find out that yeah, that's because God's like got the fix in for them. And then when they get on God's, you know, uh, uh bad list, you know, when God abandons them, they actually have to go to a god of luck to get her luck to to basically get their juice back. It's also in the last season. So I'm just saying it's it's a crazy, crazy, crazy time. So, you know, fifteen years. That story went on, so yeah, it's uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, I would say in that story, God is the trickster, you know, which is which is weird because in most cases, the the, the people who are at the top of the pantheons, they can't be the tricksters because they're the lawgivers. They are they the stab- order. Yeah, they establish the the social order, the 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 obligations and things like that. So having God do that is a complete inversion. You know, of of what's it's basically, you know, he's like, you know, uh, there is, you know, uh, there is no order. I am the order. I I decide everything. I so yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so but but it's saying you know, norm, and that's also why Zeus, even though Zeus can do chaotic things and be be uh, and 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 pull tricks on people and stuff like that, he's not considered a trickster because he's necessary to establish order. And when they were describing this, you know, they're saying is that there's actually a social order to to godhoods. To you know, there is the top level that establishes the social order. Then there's the middle level, which are the people that basically support the social order and get things done. All right, you know, which would probably be like um, uh, Hephaestus, you know, the the blacksmith of the gods. Um, there's other, you know, the the goddess of agriculture. All those people, they're like middle, okay? And then there's the serfs, the people that basically are the lowest order, and they and, and they basically just have to do what everybody else says, all right? And Loki actually falls into that lowest category, except, you know, except that he only does what everybody else says when he's being forced to. But because, you know, and that's one of the things of a trickster, a trickster you almost always see be operating at the lowest level of the godly uh, of the godly social order as well, even though you know uh, Loki is in fact uh, uh, he's actually supposed to be Odin's brother, not his son, or you know like we see in Marvel. But yeah, anyways, it's uh, you know it gets very complicated, you know, in, in all those old you know uh, tales. I mean that have been, and one of the things that I thought was really surprising was is that a lot of these uh, mythologies are not as old as I thought. I thought. 
that like the Norse mythologies would be like, they were like pre, you know, pre-Christ. I mean, a couple thousand years, ancient, right? No, they actually came about between 800 and uh, 1,000 common era. This, this is happening after uh, you know, Muhammad established Islam. <laughs> so I'm just like going, what? So yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful about these kinds of things when you talk about mythology. Sometimes mythology isn't as old as you think it is. So hmm. but that's 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 a that's a tangent. Sorry about that. But uh yeah, so those were the um uh, uh the examples of gods in modern media. I was tempted to say, hey, what about um uh the dreamer, um Morpheus, uh you know, Sandman. From the yeah. Sandman. And I was like, no, this guy is so lawful. I mean, it's all about the rules with this guy. So, yeah. uh, so even though he's kind of on the outs with all the other gods, he's not, you know, he's not a, uh, he's not a serf in any way. He's more of a, he's a estranged, he's an estranged God, one of the most powerful ones. Yeah, he's, so, a, he's a, he's a long lost, you know, royal, he's long lost royalty that was out of commission for a long time and is... Right, uh, a, a reminder of a uh, an older age. Right. Okay. Thinking of another MCU god that could be considered a trickster god. They're on the outs. They have their own agenda. They use mortals to do what need to get done. Khonshu for Moon Knight. Khonshu, the god of the moon in the Egyptian mythos. Uh, I'll try to break it down here. He needed an avatar to protect the travelers of the night, and so. Mercenary Mark Spector, who got shot up after a job went wrong, he crawls into basically what's Conchu's temple. And Conchu's there, it's like, okay, I need a defender to defend the travelers of the night. I'll save your life and give you powers to do so if you pledge yourself to me. And of course, at the time, Mark Spector, played by Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron from the Star Wars sequel trilogy, he really didn't have a choice in the matter. It's like, well, I could either do this or I'm dead. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Your offer sounds pretty good. And so, yeah, Conchu was constantly messing with Mark. And, of course, you know, he had his own agenda. And I'm not going to do too much spoilers for, because, yeah, the Moon Knight series is about a year old, but still. just. But, yeah, he had his own agenda. He was on the outs with the other gods because Conchu was rel- relatively overt with his use of avatars, i.e. making a warrior. Um, yeah, I, I would say Conchu fits in the description we've done so far. Uses mortals as pawns, and especially Mark Spector, who, yeah, in the comics and and in the series, Mark Spector is three, he's got dissociative identity disorder, what we used to call multiple personality disorder. So the personalities would come into play, and so, yeah, it's it's he was kind of messing with three people at once. Um, yeah, I would think Conchu would fit in this, this, this ages of criteria we've said so far. All right, all right. Uh, but we hope you've had fun. We hope you have got some wonderful ideas. If you use a trickster or are using a trickster in your campaign, please let us know. Trav, where can they let us know? Alrighty, fans of the Gaming on the Frontier podcast on Facebook. Bureau 13 Agents Everywhere on Facebook. Fringeworthy RPG fans on Facebook because you could use the Termellern as a trickster. I use oh, one in could. my metaverse. Schwad, those... If if anybody who's one of my gamers listens and I say that name, they're happy to see him. Um, Mallor are definitely tricksters. Oh yes, technically either one. Yeah, infected or non. Yeah. Um, 
go to the Podbean site, trytechsystems.podbean.com, and leave a comment. Of course, please leave a five-star rating on iTunes. We are available on Spotify to get this. So, yeah, you have all those, and, of course, we are more than happy. Our footprints are there. Even if you just get there through me, I will gladly pass it along to Messer Schaefer and Thomas, and we will discuss this and get an answer back to you as soon as humanly possible. Sure. Send me an email to bscheffer at aol.com, and I will probably answer it. And I'm on Facebook, on the Facebook groups he has mentioned. I post there every once in a while, Blue Moon. Yeah, and so we, (laughs) folks, we are more than happy to to reply to your feedback, especially on this episode, because I learned, you know, we all learned something here tonight. I'll, I'll say that honestly, I think. Sure. Yeah. That's why we do it. All right. But... So we hope you enjoyed yourself. We hope you come back and tune in for more interesting ideas, more interesting entities to encounter. But that'll have to wait until next week. Until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.